Welcome to Navigating the Cancer Maze with Grace Goller. Dealing with cancer is by no means easy to handle, but our program aims to make it easier through knowledge. Whether you've been recently diagnosed, are going through treatment right now, or are a survivor, our program will have points that you should hear. And by sharing our stories together, we'll make it truly a life-changing experience that you don't have to go through alone. Now, here is your host, Grace Goller. Hi to everyone, Grace Goller here and we're going to be navigating the cancer maze again today. It's amazing how enormous this maze is and we could probably go on for months and months and months just talking and looking at the difficulties for patients in navigating the cancer maze. Last week, we concentrated on looking at stage three, the three-stage of healing model, and we're going to take that a little further later in the program um, and work that three stages of healing model into psycho-oncology. And we're going to look at really the importance of diet, lifestyle, and complementary medicine in terms of the balance of what the cancer patient really can gain from in navigating the cancer maze and particularly in using the three stages of healing model, diet and lifestyle, complementary medicine and the best of conventional. So during the week, it's been a very busy week for me. Um, I had several emails from people who have been listening to the show, which is great. And I'd like to address some of those emails perhaps first before we get on to looking at those other matters. Um, I've had an email from a young lass, um, Tina, from Arizona, and she wrote to me an uh, interesting email. She says she's been using a salve, doesn't say what it is, and she thinks that she has melanomas. She says that the spots keep recurring and the treatment that she's using is painful, so I suspect I know what she might be using here. And she says she's worried that they are cancer, they are melanomas, and what should she do? So we find this a lot. Australia is uh, virtually a skin cancer capital of the world, uh, which is where I hail from. And we see a lot of people who are using what's called a, a black salve. Now, I presume that might be what Tina is trying. We used to just see people using this on uh, um, skin cancers, um, basal cell carcinomas and very basic skin cancers. But in recent times, there's been a really big move towards using um, this type of treatment, which is called an escherotic, which it basically... Um, is very uh, caustic. It actually burns out um, a skin cancer from the base upwards over a period of time. Uh, so we see a lot of people using this now for other reasons. We've had some patients here who have tried it um, on a breast lump to see if it will get rid of that. Uh, we've had one patient who unfortunately tried it in their mouth and had problems with that. So it, it leans in, this very question leans into today's um, subject we'll get onto a bit later is uh, how to really sift and sort through treatments that are recommended for cancer patients. Now this is one of the alternative treatments and Tina, you haven't told me but I, I would guess that it is black salve. Now black salve is made from blood root 
and um, the blood root is often mixed with other substances to actually give more potency. This is touted to be a Native American uh, treatment for uh, skin cancers and skin lesions. I'm um, not totally uh, sure of the truth of that because um, in the way that Black Salve's been put together today, uh, we find a lot of it's based on what was called Mohs chemo surgery, which was done in the 30s. And, and that was actually used on um, skin cancers and it would lift the skin cancer out and then they would look underneath with the microscope and see if there were any more cells that needed to be removed. And quite often that um, in that case there was. So we see a, a lot of people who use this. I'd really say to you, Tina, do go and seek um, some advice. There's a lot on the internet about this, but we see nothing but problems with it basically in my practice. And remember, I am a, a practicing naturopath and herbalist, but it's something that uh, because I work with cancer patients, I really don't recommend that people do. Um, we have had people have a lot of scarring and uh, the guarantee is that the treatment just won't, uh, you know, it won't actually hurt any of your surrounding normal tissue, but also this hasn't been our experience. So it may be that there's also a quality control issue there. But when in doubt, do go to the experts because if this does happen to be melanoma that you are um, treating and you are treating it with this, there is the possibility that if all the cells weren't removed that it could actually help in the spread of it. So there's nothing like uh, going to the dermatologist or um, just a GP to start with and getting this checked out. So I hope that helps you, um, Tina, with that inquiry. The next letter I um, had was from Moira, and Moira lives in Canada, actually, a long way from Australia, and she writes that her mother has breast cancer, reached the end of the treatment that they thought that would provide the real hope for a longer life. She says that uh, they live in Canada, they want to look for options, and uh, do I help cancer patients at a distance, and if so, how do I organise treatments on recommendations, especially those found in Germany. And she mentions the Halvan Clinic, which is advertised on the Voice America program. So, uh, Moira, um, it's quite a big question, and I'm going to uh, talk about this more at the end of the program when we look at some of the breakthrough cancer treatments in the last segment. Um, but just in brief, yes, we do help people at a distance. We are a global organisation and thanks to technology, um, even things like Skype and uh, many of the other cybers that we have around today, it makes helping people around the globe very easy. So we can help you. We organise tours that go to the Halvan Clinic in Germany and uh, even though we're in a, based in Australia, we actually can organise those tours for people all over the world, meeting people actually at the clinic and running them through our psycho-oncology program while they're actually having their um, their medical and their complementary treatments at Halvan. So that actually may appeal, and if it does, I'd suggest that you uh, look up our other website, which is germancancertreatments.com, 
or if you click on the blue banner um, where just above navigating the cancer maze is on Voice America, you will actually uh, link through to the clinic's website and you can have a look at that. But we're always happy to help. And yes, I think there's a lot of real possibilities for someone like your mum who has um, exhausted the treatments. Last week I mentioned the uh, testimonial video of a lady from Florida, Denny, uh, who's actually on the German Cancer Treatments website, um, and another lady, Michelle, and they've both had very advanced breast cancer. She, Michelle's actually from the UK, and their video testimonies are um, fairly fantastic. And I think it's really good that we can see miracles that are coming from uh, the best of the breakthrough conventional and uh, what we would normally call our complementary therapies. So, Moira, I'll be um, responding to you personally as well, but in the meantime, check that out, and other listeners may find that information quite helpful as well. Um, the last letter I wanted to attend to this week, and because it was something we touched on earlier in the show but we haven't really returned to, was the aspect of the role of forgiveness in healing. And Jan, who lives in LA, uh, emailed me during the week and she said, can you speak a little on your program about the role of forgiveness in healing because this is a big one, and she's got that in capital letters underlined, uh, for me, uh, have cancer and I have had a life full of betrayals. I haven't addressed any of them, and I think for me it's the just one thing principle that you talk about that I might need to address. So, um, Jan, yep, this is a really, really big issue. Um, if you write to me uh, again, I can probably give you some references for some books and also some people in your area who might be able to help you out very specifically with this type of counselling. And I think it is very specific. Um, I always recommend that if you're really stuck in an area, in, especially if you're dealing with cancer or something that's a, a life-challenging or life-threatening situation, uh, getting some expert help from people who have really trained in the area can be terrific. It's not a sign of weakness. A lot of cancer patients really uh, tell me that they struggle in uh, getting this help from counselling that they don't think it's for them. But uh, I think... Um, often some kind of therapy and a third view that's independent. And people who don't know you, who can't make up their, <clears throat> excuse me, mind about opinions um, about you is, uh, is a really good way to go. Um, one of the big issues, just to touch on it briefly with forgiveness, I think is uh, the aspect of when you actually do some forgiveness, you actually have to let someone go. And... Um, Although that might seem like what one wants to do, it's actually harder when it gets into the process of actual forgiveness. When there's been really big betrayals, um, there's so many things that are attached to that. Um, there's often the resentment, there's guilt, there's shame, there's the, the forgiveness issue. Um, it requires a lot of trust from us to really take that step forward. And why it's quite a big, uh, an important step to take forward for people with cancer um, is that in many ways in cancer healing, you have to let go. Um, we had a second show was called Going With The Flow. And I think that's quite moot to the subject because um, in going with the flow and letting go in forgiveness, it's um, 
it really frees up the way through the aspect of trust. And I think cancer patients um, really often struggle with the issue of trust. Who do I trust in my healing circle? So when you can get the aspects of trust and um, so forth worked out in your personal life, this actually can flow through quite significantly into the healing and the psycho-oncology involved in your, your um, day-to-day life. So I hope that's of some help for you. In a show like this, it's very hard to go into things in a lot of detail. Um, I have written specifically a book on breast cancer Originally, it was written in 94, and it was the first book written about emotional recovery in breast cancer. It's called Women of Silence, The Emotional Healing of Breast Cancer, and that is available um, by ebook, uh, a PDF download, and you can contact me again if you would like to get hold of that book because it goes into quite a lot of uh, ways there in forgiveness and looking at what you can do um, in the role of forgiveness and particularly the role of forgiveness if one is dealing with cancer and breast cancer. So we're coming up to a break. How time flies so quickly. Um, if you have any questions for me on the show, please don't hesitate. You could call in today or you can email me and I'll give you a very full reply. So it's great to be navigating the cancer maze and we're going to a break and we'll be back shortly. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Holvang Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hullvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G dash clinic dot com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now... Back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. So here we are again and welcome back to the program Navigating the Cancer Maze. And I'm Grace Gawler and this is Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. 
Just before um, we finished the last segment of this show, we talked about my book of silence, the emotional healing of breast cancer, which was first published in 94. In fact, there hasn't been another book that has specifically focused on emotional recovery in breast cancer. Um, since I wrote that book, it was reproduced um, in 2001, and it's been updated as an e-book. Uh, I think the book, it's very, very helpful. Women say that it's been a Bible for them. And I had a few emails last week too asking me about the source of the poem that I read, which was called indeed Women of Silence. And um, that poem was basically distilled from the thousands and thousands of stories from women with breast cancer that I've been um, privy to and I must say has been an honour to listen to in uh, creating my work and sharing those stories and sharing the wisdom that people have drawn from the stories and the work. Uh, to tie in with the, the poem before we kind of move on to more practical things, I really wanted to uh, sort of finish this area of the, the psycho-oncology because we're focused on that for a really important reason. And this has been based on the three stages of healing model. And that's been because most people, when they get cancer, they rush and they run into um, situations, people, the Internet. And it's a really busy business of racing here and racing there because you think you you have to get all of this stuff and you have to get, know all of these things as of yesterday. And um, we discussed in the earlier programs about the trauma that's actually associated with that. So... It's really important to have a guide, to have a compass, to have a model that you can work to. Now, everybody goes through stage one, um, at some, even at some stage. Uh, sometimes it's uh, stage one becomes the stage that comes in later on because people um, get secondaries and then they panic and then they go into that stage. Um, but knowing that there is um, a map that you can use to actually charter your way through the cancer maze is the first and foremost principle of easefully healing and easefully managing your cancer situation instead of it becoming yet another stress piled on the other stresses. We talked last week also about using uh, the experience of having a life-challenging or life-threatening illness like cancer and how you can actually use that as a transformational process. Now, one of the best ways that I've heard this expressed was from a, um, a delightful lady that I met in conferences in South Carolina many years ago, and her name is Angelise Arian. That's A-R-R-I-E-N. If you look her up on the web, she's really done some excellent work um, in transformational healing, and she's a Basque storyteller and healer. And I had just written the poem for my book, and I'd met Angelis, and I was amazed how the poem addressed the same questions that she posed, um, which had come through her studies of cross-cultural societies. And she distilled into words this essence of recovering oneself through the emotional wounds. So if you've chosen to walk that path of some self-awareness and self-discovery through your cancer healing, which I hope by now uh, you have, um, if you've been listening to the show and, and you have the build-up of this, I think you do have a good toolkit to go ahead with. And um, 
Angela's work uh, really touched on a lot of depth in this transformational approach to um, to healing, and I think it's a great thing to put in your toolkit on your voyage of self-discovery. Um, she said that if you visited a healer, a shaman, or a medicine man cross-culturally with the intent of asking about recovery from an illness or condition, that they'd actually ask you four fundamental questions. And we'll go through these four questions now. If you miss this, you can write to me and I will um, send you the questions uh, written down or I can refer you to where they are written. They are also um, copied in Women of Silence, The Emotional Healing of Breast Cancer. So these really important questions that the healer would ask you. Question one, where in your life did you stop singing? Where in your life did you stop singing? Now, that's not necessarily a song. It's about expression, how you actually express yourself in life and what things have come along in your life that actually stop you expressing yourself in the way that you need to express yourself to live authentically. And authentic living is also a part of the psycho-oncology and the cancer journey. So question one, where in your life did you stop singing? Question two, where in your life did you stop dancing? So where did the movement stop? Where did you become disengaged in life with things that are, are fun and the things that are going to really give good feeling, good hormones and, and uh, good endorphin responses in your life? Um, fun is meant to be a part of life and sometimes life can get too serious and people literally stop the dancing. So where in your life do you stop dancing? I uh, actually dance quite often in my kitchen as I'm preparing my food, so I become the dancing chef. And uh, it's very therapeutic doing that dancing um, in that way. Also, um, I must add there too, when I was uh, a carer for my now ex-husband, he's still alive, but he had cancer, and he had a leg amputated, and one of the things I really, really loved to do was dancing, and uh, so obviously he wasn't going to fit the bill as my dancing partner, he always said he had two left feet anyway, um, so I took up flamenco dancing, <clears throat> which is something that one does with oneself, and um, I also uh, decided I would take up dressage and I would dance with my horse and do dressage to music. So they were two creative ways that I actually found um, in those days to find the dancing in my life. Because as a carer, not only as a patient, you can stop singing and you can stop dancing as well. So this goes both ways. The third question is, where in your life did you become disenchanted with story? particularly the sound of your own life story. And that's a great, big, enormous, profound question. But it's a question that I think is very relevant to ask in the process of transforming illness and recovering from cancer, um, to becoming the victor instead of the victim. So looking at your life story and finding some sense and some meaning in it. And this very much comes into the stage three of the three-stage model um, where you have the will to know your purpose um, it's knowing who you are and it's coming to peace and coming to terms with the things in your life which may not have always been good things 
most of us uh, have a life that's full of what we could call uninvited change. And we can either resist uninvited change, resent it, get angry about it, or learn to accept it and find creative ways of dealing with it. And we used one example there of the lady a few weeks ago, I think I used this example, whose daughter had been murdered and she was um, a sculptor. And therefore we got her actually sculpting from clay a beautiful headstone for her uh, murdered daughter's grave that represented everything every bit of anger, resentment. It also uh, represented the forgiveness that she felt. And that enabled her to become comfortable with this huge event. In other words, the sound of her own life story. The fourth question is, where in your life did you notice you became uncomfortable with silence, especially the sound of your own inner silence? And in this busy world, we often find many... Uh, People who have got cancer get so busy that they actually uh, override the silence outside and the silence inside and then they try to meditate and they try to go to yoga and they have a massage and it all gets terribly, terribly busy. So in this search for the comfortableness with your silence, um, there's a profound lot of energy available for healing which will help you certainly to manage your cancer situation. So remember the four questions, singing, dancing, not becoming disenchanted with your life story, finding healing in it, and also your silence and being comfortable with that. Uh, last week we uh, gave a few ideas of how you can become comfortable with the silence. And we did some breathing exercises and we talked about time gaps. And I wonder how many you this week have remembered to practice your time gaps and time gaps just as a reminder is a little gap you take in the day or through the day when you finish one thing before you begin your next task it's a very tiny almost few seconds infinitesimal amount of of time to just stop to center to regroup and go on using the breath as well, this is something that can be very, very useful for reducing stress and the build-up of stress that actually happens throughout the day. And stress becomes chronic when all these little stressful events throughout the day actually build up. That codes into our muscles and then we feel tense and tight, neck ache, headache, and we try to de-stress by doing a whole lot of um, things or getting things um, done to us. So by um, massage is a really good example. But to be in charge, we talked about driving the bus, to be in charge of your own stress reduction and to notice when you're getting stressed, to notice when you're moving from one task into another and take that tiny little amount of time will have a tremendous build-up. And then by the end of the day, guess what? It won't be damage control, uh, relaxation or um, meditation or whatever it is you're trying to do. You will have actually put some good deposits into your personal health restoration bank account, which by now I also hope that you've opened and you're making deposits into daily. So we're going to come back after um, the break and we're going to just talk a little bit about um, how to actually research 
things that we find on the internet. We're going to sort of seal off this section a little bit, although we will dive back into it from time to time. But we're going to come back and look at, you know, what what do you do when you go in the net or what do you do when someone says, look, this is fantastic for cancer and you're not kind of sure where to go, who to ask, what to look for. We're going to talk a little bit about that and then we're going to come back and look at navigating the cancer maze by using another kind of a model, also a pie chart, but how you can look at the aspects of lifestyle and the impact of lifestyle and complementary medicine and um, also look at how conventional medicine in the latest of breakthroughs can actually pay a part in your recovery. So don't hesitate to please contact me. I'll say it again. Um, love to get emails from people. And um, we actually have a not-for-profit health promotion charity, which is located on the Gold Coast in Australia, but we do have our global outreach all around the world. If you need help with cancer, if you know anyone who needs help with cancer, we are here to give you assistance. We're here to resource, which leads a little bit into the next segment of actually how to research. And um, we do have a number of resources uh, via ebooks that we can make available to you. So don't be shy. Do get in touch with us. Um, it's great to be on this program, actually, and uh, talking with people but everyone out there is kind of faceless so when someone writes in it's really fantastic because we can um, make the whole thing more personalized and it's personalized medicine that we're actually uh, on about really in the work that we do. So I believe um, it might be coming up for a time for a break and we'll be back really soon navigating the cancer maze with more help and information for you. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Holvung Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hullvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Guller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in 
to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Welcome back. Um, I'm your host, Grace Gawler, and we're here navigating the cancer maze. Can't say that word too often because it really is what it is. It is a maze, and so many people get lost in it. Um, we're going to talk in this segment a little bit about how to actually research and discover what's available out there in the world, not only in um complementary medicine, but actually some of the alternatives that one needs to uh, encounter as you go through the looking through of the internet and um, also looking at some of the conventional treatments and how you can find out what's actually going on with those. So uh, to start with, let's uh, look at how you find your sources. Now, one of my recommendations is that you look at least for three different sources. So maybe someone's told you about a product which is fantastic and it cured Aunt Bessie of cancer. And they're really saying to you, you really must look at this product. You really must use this product. We won't put any names on products here, but um, one of the recommendations here is to check it out with three independent sources. Now, on the internet, you can often look things up in journals. Um, the good part of the internet is that there's journals in complementary medicine, which uh, can be accessed by um, pretty much anybody. You don't have to be members of some of those journals to research the articles. Um, Often if you get uh, a product that is only promoted by the person who's making the product or selling the product, you're going to get a pretty kind of uh, biased approach and a biased opinion there. So we really don't recommend that you do that and that you look around for these other sources. Now Sloan Kettering, um, Mayo Clinic and uh, a lot of people shy away from those institutions because if they're doing kind of the alternative thing, they really think that they're a little bit conventional. But actually, they're doing some excellent research in uh, the more complementary aspects of uh, medicine and particularly in herbal medicine. Um, the interactions in herbal medicines and some of the supplements uh, can create some big problems people with cancer. So uh, looking up uh, those sites, you'll actually discover that some of the products that you may be um, also taking, but not only um, just investigating, that uh, some of those products may actually be interfering with the treatments that you're having. The chemotherapy, for instance, some of the liver detox uh, treatments can actually detox out your chemotherapy quite nicely. And uh, then they'll say, well, your chemo is not working. You know, we'll need to give you some uh, some stronger treatment. So there's a lot in this um, research and the other thing to warn you about is you can't be a research scientist overnight. You can't be a botanist, a herbalist, a genetic expert, um, an oncology expert, etc. So you can find out those, those things, sure. But then what you find out, take it to someone that you trust. Um, if you've got a reliable and trustworthy health practitioner, which I hope to goodness that you have, um, and someone who's not sort of vested in selling their own product. Um, these are the sort of people that you can actually take these questions to and say, what do you know about this particular supplement? Or, you know, I've been taking this and I'm not too sure, is it interacting with my treatment? Um, 
there needs to be a lot more information out there actually of, available to both patients and oncologists about some of the interactions um, with particularly some of the herbal products. And being a trained herbalist myself, it's uh, it's one of the areas that I do um, deal with. And there are some phone apps that you can get, which are really excellent. And if anyone wants to email me, I'll actually give you the um, the list, the web list for that, because that's something that if you've got an iPhone or an iPad, very simple, you can just put in there what it is that you're taking and find out what all those contraindications are. And you might be able to just train your therapist or your um, oncologist because so often we get patients coming here and saying oh but the Chinese medicine doctor said that this would be fine with my chemo and when we actually look at the ingredients we find that it's not uh, also is it logical is the treatment that you're looking at logical for the condition that you have for the cancer that you have you know you've only got um, one life this life and it's a fairly precious life and you really have to consider how much risk factor that you want to take in preserving that life and uh, it makes these these choices really really very important to get right um, check out the costs uh, there's a number of products on the market that are hideously expensive that have very very poor research background uh, so make sure that if you are going to pay a lot of money for um, some kind of supplement or herbal mixture that you actually do um, find out what the cost is and make sure that it's valid and worthwhile we're going to talk in the next segment a little more about genetic testing because there is a an amazing breakthrough uh, genetic test that Dr. Jakob uh, from Halvan Clinic talked about in her first lecture um, in the first show that we did for Voice America and this genetic test can earmark um, through actually testing your genes uh, what uh, the complementary uh, treatments are that are going to be ones that are beneficial to you as an adjunct because we have some people spending well, in Australia, this is pretty amazing, up to $100,000, $120,000 in a year on alternative and complementary therapies. They feel really great doing this. However, um, their well-being is high, but their cancer is just thumbing its nose um, at these treatments and it's just kind of rumbling along as one would expect it would. So... Uh, um, that's something we'll deal with as we come towards the end of the show today and I'll give you a link where you can actually explore some information about that genetic testing. If it's um, too good to be true, probably is. <laughs> so um, that's a good rule of thumb too. So in all in all, be careful what you do, research it well, um, ask your professionals, get reliable website referrals, Look in your three sources at least and uh, find your health professionals who can uh, be a guide as to what you can do and how you can do it safely. So we're going to finish off that little segment there about how to do your research. And again, if anyone wants some clarity on that or some more information, do not hesitate to send me an email. So um, I guess... A good way to start off here is to say that the material that's presented in the show, and particularly if you haven't listened in before, based on my 38 years of experience in the field of cancer and more than 14,000 patients, 
So that's quite a large demographic. Um, as a herbalist, naturopath, counsellor, um, cancer coach, 99.9% of people that I see are actually um, cancer patients. So it's given me a, um, a really great view of this demographic of people. So I pioneered Australia's first cancer educative support groups, and that was back in the early 80s. And I've survived a life-challenging condition myself. So if I put all of those things together, um, this is how I really come to look at the information that I'm passing on in these programs. So you might wonder why a naturopath is talking to you more about psychology than supplements, radical diets and natural cancer cures. And in some ways I've answered that a little bit already, but I'd just like to add to that. It's about my 38 years really of seeing the best outcomes. So um, I've personally witnessed a lot of alternative and non-conventional medicine and I've seen that patients really do far better when they use a sensible, balanced approach, the best of diet and lifestyle, complementary medicine, as well as the best of conventional in combination with their personal empowerment. And this is where I've really seen the best outcomes achieved. And by that, I mean people living long term. I've mentioned in other programs, 25, 26 years on, I'm getting Christmas cards from patients who had very poor prognosis um, when they first came to see me and came to attend groups. And it didn't take me very long to really learn what was going on here. Um, I call this type of medicine, and it's very common today, uh, patient-centered medicine, a very common term. Um, I think even personalized patient-centered medicine is a, a better way to describe this. Um, it's not a one-size-fits-all. And to take the, the approach that I'm suggesting, well, it takes time. Takes logic, takes commitment, perseverance, focus, education, and that's a lot of the, that is self-education. Um, the development of self-awareness is another important one, and developing healthy boundaries. And through all of this, you develop self-empowerment. And instead of resistance, you actually learn to develop resilience. And it's a very different thing. And that resilience is going to be one of the key strategies that will help you to survive and help you to navigate the cancer maze. So it's interesting, isn't it, that given my training and my background, that um, you know these are the, the conclusions that I've come to. Um, but in the beginning, it actually came to me as an enormous shock. Uh, Ever-increasing number of patients, it was really obvious to me that there was more to cancer than met the eye and that I had to deal with my own ideology about nature cures because it was severely challenged and that the medicines that I'd studied in depth and gained a distinction when I um, did my herbal medicine, um, more often than not, were ineffective at eradicating cancer from a patient's body. But the upside of that was with my knowledge, I could assist quality of life and I could help patients' well-being rise to great heights. But I had to notice there was no escaping the truth that all these, pants, these patients were cohabiting really well with their cancer, um, and, but feeling quite well and living well until they died. So it was rewarding in many ways, but 
really I was interested more, a lot more than that, and I became very interested in how patients could then extend their lives significantly using all the best of the healing modalities. So we're about to come to yet another break, and uh, we'll be back after the break talking more about some of the practical things uh, that you can do, and we're going to talk a little bit too about the inner pharmacy and harnessing that. So, Grace Gall and Navigating the Cancer Maze, we'll be back with you very soon. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvang Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hullvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-743-964240. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Here, navigating the cancer maze on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel, and by now I hope you're all getting some direction, and you've got your compass out well and truly in your toolkit, and you're getting through that cancer maze quite nicely. Uh, we talked just before the break about my own journey in coming to the realizations that um, I had to come to in working with cancer patients and letting go of some of my ideologies and embracing a model that was a far more, in fact, holistic model. We often think of holistic healing um, as just complementary and alternative medicine, things that other than conventional medicine, but in fact, Holistic healing can't be whole if it doesn't have the whole of the medicine in it. So uh, medicine in itself has improved tremendously over the past few years. I know a lot of people give Big Pharma a bad time, um, but, you know, it's all things in balance. And when someone's life's at stake, you know, when you're a mum or you've got children, etc., As we said before, life's precious and you want to do the best you can to get the best outcome. 
So I'd like to just, uh, in this last segment, introduce you into another simple model that you can use in the recovery and management of your cancer. Very simple model, and it's based upon the numbers of patients who have attended workshops, programs, consultations. A lot of those people have filled in questionnaires, and it's been really interesting uh, to see what's come out of that. And in fact, that was how originally I designed my three stages of healing model, will to live, will to heal, will to serve purpose. So there's one section that's devoted if you have a pie chart. Just imagine that you've got a pie chart and it contains three segments. So one section of that chart in the in the maze and getting out of the maze is devoted to the percentage of impact that your psycho-oncology has on your cancer. Now, the psycho-oncology segment indicates assistance of these more personal aspects of healing that we've talked about. The three stages of healing model, making a business plan type um, uh, approach for your health restoration plan uh, so that you're making a recovery plan that's uniquely yours. Um, so that model fits really well into the psycho-oncology segment. Um, you might be surprised to learn that that segment in the circle, in the 360 degrees of the circle, um, occupies 35% of the pie chart. Um, based on what patients have fed back over many, many, many years, somewhere about uh, 30 years worth of experience there. Now, that interestingly is 15 more percent than the diet, lifestyle and complementary medicine combined. So let's call that section of the pie chart personalised cancer medicine designed for you, by you, and that's that uh, psycho-oncology at 35%. So I often say that paying attention to that segment of the chart um, is actually a way that cancer patients can access what I call their inner pharmacy. Conventional medicine and complementary medicine is an outer pharmacy. It's a pharmacy that you bring into the body. But we do have an inner pharmacy and uh, our immune system, our hormones, there's many aspects of our body, our endorphins, um, adrenaline are all part of that inner pharmacy, which works really well when it's all in balance. And when we have cancer, it uh, tends not to be working so well. So we have to look how we can help get that inner pharmacy back into balance. And that's the sorts of things we've been talking about over the last shows. Um, The inner pharmacy, I guess, is best described as a cascade of life-enhancing biochemicals produced primarily by the brain. Um, An example would be this uh, endorphin response when you have a great life experience or a great feeling or you're really happy. uh, You have an endorphin response that floods right through the body. Uh, Things that you might do there, the conscious stress reduction, Tai Chi, Qigong, light exercise, time spent with loved ones, all of that walking in nature has a good impact on the inner pharmacy. Um, New York uh, psychologist Larry Shan actually once wrote a book called Cancer is a Turning Point. And he actually mentioned in that book how many people had turned their lives around by re-engaging with the passion. Now, that's also a part of that psycho-oncology. And uh, I think it was Larry that uh, also said that, you know, you have to lose your life to find your life. And uh, this is how we can use uh, the the process of, of illness as a transformational process. So that's the psycho-oncology prescription. The second segment in our pie chart is the role of the diet and lifestyle, 
complementary medicine in cancer recovery. We're going to explore that further in another show and we'll have some guests um, along, well-qualified guests, to talk to those particular issues. But uh, you're probably surprised to know that the cancer recovery pie chart dedicates about 20% of the circle to this aspect. Most people think diet and lifestyle is a really um, large part of the cancer recovery we're learning more. We know a lot better these days that it's, there's far deeper things that are actually going on in the walkway of cancer. But nevertheless, it's an important area and we will come back and we will deal with that second segment in this pie chart model. It is a muddle. <laughs> it's cancer maze. Um, so let's take a look now at the medical section of the pie chart. Now, conventional medicine, people um, with their questionnaires, they approximated that about 45% of the circle was occupied with their medical treatment. This is going back quite a few years, and I'm seeing now that that may even be increasing even more. So I'd like to just briefly talk about with you what's out there, what's new in cancer medicine. You know, so many people have had bad experiences seeing, you know, um, Auntie Florence uh, with chemotherapy, bald, vomiting, sick, and having what they perceived when they might have been younger as a pretty nasty sort of a death. And that image is still very strongly in the consciousness of many cancer patients. And it's one of the reasons why they choose not to have chemotherapy. Um, the percentages have changed in the effectiveness of many chemotherapies. The drugs have changed. And the types of drugs amounts that are used have also changed in recent times. So the chemo results are actually getting a lot better. But one area I want to take a quick look at here is diagnostics. And um, diagnostics have improved tremendously. I had a patient just the other day who had not had her cancer monitored because she was fearful of scans and radiation. So not a good idea. Um, things like MRIs and ultrasounds do not have the problems that um, other scans like CT scans have quite a high radiation level. So important to monitor your situation. Um, you can't work with your cancer if you don't know what's going on or if your doctor doesn't know what's going on. And putting your head in the sand is not a good method. Now, if you listened to the show before, you would have heard of Dr. Ursula Jakob talking uh, about the genetic testing. And this is RGCC Labs. They're based in the Mediterranean. They do have a branch in America. So do look them up online. They've got worldwide services, actually. And they're using the most innovative and advanced technologies for molecular and cellular biology to actually determine um, what's happening in a person's tumor stem cells within their blood. Um, this behaviour of the genetics is the new wave of cancer medicine and it's really worth your while if you are a cancer patient. Please look up the site. Um, there's about 13,000 plus articles on PubMed that provide the uh, scientific evidence and evaluation about the value of these kinds of tests. They're relatively new but they do test the numbers of your circulating tumour cells. They do look at the natural substances, these tests, and test from your blood, 20 mils of blood that's sent away, um, which chemotherapies, which natural substances, and which antibodies are going to be really suitable for you. 
So if you look them up on the web, you can look up RGCC or www.rgccusa.com or rgcc-uk.com. The breakthrough cancer treatments that are associated with these tests are amazing antibodies, and we're going to talk more about those next week, um, different ways of delivering targeted chemotherapies, not general chemotherapies, but chemotherapies that are actually tested according to your genes. This is personalised cancer medicine, and this is going to be absolutely the new way to begin navigating the cancer maze. So combining this with your psycho-oncology, your diet and lifestyle complementary and your best of navigating the cancer maze. See you next week. Thank you again for listening to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Please join your host, Grace Goller, again next Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember, cancer is not something half-day alone.